Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time for a new episode of TMG. Hi, everybody. Welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real-life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Real quick, guys, don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. There it is right there on your screen. And as always, I want to give a huge shout out to my biggest supporter, my biggest fan, my lovely wife, Nicole. Hey, girl, how you doing? I know you're watching. I know you're listening. Guys, I say this every time in a very short time. This show has really taken off. And it's being heard in places all around the globe. Yeah. Uh, places like Japan, the Philippines, China, Canada, the UK, uh, Ukraine, you name it, Germany. Guys, they are listening to TMG. And I am so glad that you're tuning in tonight to listen to the show. As you can see, I'm always excited and ready to share. Guys, uh, this is going to be an absolutely wonderful show. So you need to buckle up. Go ahead and share and like the video. Hawk your horn. Let somebody know that TMG is streaming. Guys, if this is your very first time tuning into the show, your very first time hearing my voice, let me tell you, thank you. I'm so glad that you're tuning in today. And maybe you found me by accident. Or maybe somebody told you about the show. However you find it, I'm glad that you're here. I say, Travis, hold on, man. I've been listening to this show for three years, and I've been rocking with you. Thank you so much for your continued support. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Guys, this show has taken off, and it's really blowing my mind. It really is. Guys, I'm going to get some things out the way because then I want to jump back and get into this show. Now, everybody knows that this show is all about finding moments of inspiration with everyday people like you and with me. So if you have an inspiring story that you would like to share and maybe come on to the show, drop us an email. That's T-E-L-L, me something, 21 at gmail.com. And maybe you say, Travis, man, I know someone who has an inspiring story that the audience would love to hear, but I don't want to come on a show. 
send us their information by email and we'll reach out to them. And guess what? You can even remain anonymous. You don't have to come on the show. So there you go. Guys, I want to go ahead and play the information for our affiliate sponsors. Guys, we have a couple of really great affiliate sponsors, guys. I want you to go ahead and patronize them. The special link for our sponsors will be in the chat. Please visit them. Uh, it's Walmart, Fanatics, and Mint Mobile. That's right. They're part of T-Mobile, guys, as affiliate sponsors. Go ahead. Use the links. Save some money. Get some stuff you need. And at the same time, you can help support the show. Let me go ahead and play the information. Because when we come back, we getting diving into this show. Walmart is a proud associate sponsor of TMG Tell Me Something Good podcast. Please use the special link, bit.ly forward slash tell me something good and visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. Fanatics is the place to go for all of your officially licensed sports gear from your favorite sports and sports teams. Use the special link, bit.ly forward slash tell me something 21 and pay a visit to our sponsor today. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. And by Mint Mobile. Sign up and find the cellular plan that's right for you. Use the special link bit.ly forward slash tell me something mint and visit our sponsor. Remember, I may earn a commission when you buy through this link. There it is, guys. Guys, please visit our sponsors. One of the sponsors, the information, the special links will be in the chat. bit.ly forward slash tell me something good for Walmart. Guys, visit those sponsors. Guys, before we get started, I want to jump in and share a couple of things. A couple of books I like to read, and it's a couple of things I want to share. Uh, a lot of times on this show, we share with individuals who have overcome a lot of different tragedies and a lot of different struggles in their life, who have turned the page but are learning to turn the page regardless of what stage they're in. And one of the things that a lot of people deal with is sometimes they deal with it silently is grief, the matter of grief, because no one likes to admit that they're grieving. And I get it. I understand it. For a long time, I never wanted to admit that I was grieving easy. But uh, the truth of the matter is there's times in my life I was grieving for certain things. And grief has to do more with than just the loss of a loved one or a friend or a family or somebody that you care about. Grief could deal with something like a loss of a job, a lifestyle, or something like that. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the loss of a loved one. Guys, I got a couple of great books from a great individuals that I'm, that I'm reading, starting to read. The first book that I'm reading, uh, let me get this out your way so you can see the name of the book. The very first book, guys, that I'm reading, the name of it is and called Just Beyond Grief. Yeah, Just Beyond Grief. It is by my mentor, my teacher, Stephen A. Davis. 
Uh, the book is about how to turn the page on the other side of grief. A lot of times, grief will keep us on the same page, and that's not good. Another book, guys, that I want to share with you is by uh, actually an individual who was a guest on this show, Barbara Legere. Uh, as you remember, Barbara suffered a tragic loss when her son took his life uh, through grieving process. Uh, the name of the book that she has out now is brand new. It's called Talk to Me, I'm Grieving. And in this book, Legere's raw and piercingly authentic book resonates with anyone in any phase of the grieving process and provides navigation to those who never know what to say or how to support someone in crisis. Readers will find practical advice, solace, empathy, and guidance through all areas of accepting life after loss. So guys, I wanted to share that with you so you know that there are some resources Guys, today's episode is time to dive in. Today's episode, guys, if you did not catch it, it's called Use Both Hands. And I know you're somewhere in the back of your mind wondering, where in the world is Travis going with this today? Because I have no idea how he's going to work this into a topic. Well, guys, buckle up. All right, we're going to dive into this, and you're going to like it. Uh, guys, uh, I was thinking about this topic, and I don't know what part of the world you are right now where you're listening to the show. I have no idea whether it's cold where you are, raining, what the weather is like where you are. But I do know right here in Birmingham, Alabama, it's hot. I mean... It could be 90 degrees, but the heat index is like 112. So I was thinking about this episode when I was outside one day and I was cutting the grass. And you know how sometimes the sun can get in your face and you put your hand up to try to shield yourself from some of the sun rays and some of the heat? Well, I was thinking about this episode when I put my hand up to try to block some of the sun. And when I did that, I had I noticed something really odd that the sun seemed to come in between my hands. And I said to myself, well, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? It looks like I'm trying to catch the sun. So I said, okay, this is going to make a great episode. So, guys, I want to put up a picture real quick. Uh, I'm going to put a picture, and it kind of looks like this. And I'm going to ask you guys a question. Have you ever tried to catch the sun? Oh, oh, oh you know what I'm talking. Have you ever to try to catch the sun? What I mean is, when you look at this picture of someone's hands trying to catch a sun, you may say, it's impossible. That, that, this cannot be done. There's no way, no matter how much they try to grab it, no matter how strong that person's hands are, there's no way they'll be able to catch the sun. 
It's impossible. It can't be done. You might say, Travis, man, it's never been done before. I don't think that can be done. You might say it's something that has never been achieved or something you've never seen or even experienced. And if I ask if you've ever tried to catch the sun, you would look at me as if there was something wrong with me. I know if I were to walk up to you, tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, man, have you ever tried to catch the sun? Your first reply would probably, huh? What? What are you talking about? And if I repeat myself, have you ever tried to catch the sun? Man, you will look at me as if there was something wrong with me. You will look at me as if to say, man, Travis, get yourself together. But when I ask the question and you look at this picture, and it looks like this person is trying to catch his son. But when I ask the question, have you ever tried to catch the son? I'm not asking about any, have you physically tried? I'm not asking about everything that you were physically able to do. I'm not, I'm not just asking about any physical skills that you may have. So when I said, are you, have you ever tried to catch the sun? I'm not asking about any, just any physical skills or talents or gifts that anyone may have. When I'm asking, have you ever tried to catch the sun? I'm asking, has there, Ever been a time when you didn't physically possess all the skills and talents and gifts that may have been required, but somehow you were able to achieve what others view as impossibilities? Yeah, yeah. When I'm asking, have you ever tried to catch the sun? I'm asking, has there ever been times, and we know catching the sun is a physical impossibility, but what I'm asking, have you ever tried to catch the sun? I'm not asking about all your physical traits and all your talents and things that you've been trained in gifts. I'm asking, has there ever been a time when you maybe didn't have all the physical gifts and all the physical talents that may have been required, but somehow you were able to achieve what some people see as impossibilities. You didn't have all the gifts. You didn't have all the training. You didn't have all the degrees and all the letters behind your name, but somehow you were able to catch the sun and do something impossible. Do something that someone in your family has never done before. Do something that someone with your background and with you come from where you came from has never done before. Have you ever tried to catch the sun? 
let, let me kind of give you an example when we're talking about achieving the impossibility, when we're talking about turning things around, when I ask, oh, have you ever tried to catch the sun? Have you ever tried to turn around something that somebody said couldn't be turned around? Let, let, let me give you an example. If you ask someone who is a, maybe a former drug addict, who was able to change their life when things didn't look so promising for them. And even when most people counted them out, if you ask them if the impossible was able, if you ask them if it's possible to achieve the impossible, they will tell you the impossible can be done. If you ask a single parent, who has to raise their kids with no help, with no support, while sometimes working two jobs to provide for their family. They would tell you that they do the impossible every day. What I'm talking about is, have the odds ever been stacked against you? Have you ever had a situation where the odds just weren't in your favor. You didn't know how it was going to happen. You didn't see no way out. But somehow, you were able to catch the sun and do the impossible. Have you ever faced an impossibility in your life? If, if you have ever had to face an impossibility in your life. If you're driving right now in your car, go ahead and put your hands up and say me too. Thank you, everybody, for joining in, for streaming. If you're watching the stream, and if you've ever had to face the impossible, go ahead and put it in chat. If you're not scared, and say, yeah, me too. I've been there. I've had to face the impossible a lot of times. Listen, I know I'm very positive. I try to keep a positive attitude. But let me tell you, man, I've had to face some impossibilities in my life. Yeah, I've had to learn to catch the sun. So what I want to know is, has there ever been times where you had to face an impossibility in your life? Maybe there were some poor choices made some poor decisions, and you wanted to change. But all you heard was, it's impossible for you to change. Maybe one relationship or partnership didn't work out in the way you hoped. And now it feels like an impossibility that things will look any differently. Or maybe there was something that happened out of your control. How many of us that's watching and that's listening that knows sometimes some things can happen that's out of your control? Yeah, sometimes, no matter how good we are, how good our intentions are, we can dot all I's, we can cross all T's, but sometimes there could be some things that could just happen 
that's out of our control. Has anything ever happened out of your control? I put it this way. Good, bad things sometimes happen to good people. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes bad things happen to good people and there's no explanation for it. There's no rhyme or reason for it. All I can say to that is sometimes the rain will fall on good just like it will fall on the bad. So sometimes things can happen that can be beyond our control and everyone looked at you when it did. You know how it is sometimes when things happen that's beyond your control and everyone looked at you for to you for an answer and wonder what you were going to do and you looked at them like, I don't know what I'm going to do no more than you know what I'm going to do, you know? And they looked at you like you had all the answers. They thought you had every answer to every problem. Something come up that's out of your control. And everybody looking at you and wondering what you're going to do. And you were able to make the best out of a bad situation. Listen, when you are able to listen, God, listen to this part. When you are able to make the best out of a bad situation, you are the definition of impossible. Yeah, yeah. You made the best out of a bad situation. And I know that there are some people listening right now, whether you're watching me online or you're driving in your car, or maybe you're at home, and you know that there's sometimes you just had to make the best out of a bad situation. It wasn't what you wanted. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't what you were looking for. It wasn't what you was hoping for, but you just made the best out of a bad situation. And anytime, anytime, that you're able to make the best out of a bad situation. You are the definition of what is impossible. Yeah, so to all the impossible people, yeah, yeah, you're the definition of what's impossible. So to all the impossible people that's listening, give yourself a hand clap. To all the impossible people that's listening, pat yourself on the back because you are the definition of what impossible is. Yeah, the odds were stacked up against you, but you made the best out of a bad situation. Nobody wanted to support you. Nobody gave you a chance. Listen. As a matter of fact, the chance that you had, you had to give it to yourself. You are the definition of what's impossible. Give yourself a hand clap. Give yourself a pat on the back because you are the definition of what impossible is. Yeah, yeah. Pause right there for a minute to give yourself a hand clap. Pause right there for a minute and give yourself an applause. 
pause right there for a minute and tell yourself, oh, you got this. Pause right there for a minute and celebrate yourself for making the best out of a bad situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're well, listen, let me ask you, where are all the impossible people? I know that there's some impossible people listening to this show. I know that there are some impossible people watching. Listen, if you know that you had to beat the odds on some things and you didn't have all the physical skills and talents and support like someone else may have had, but you're turning things around anyhow, put it in the chat and begin to say to yourself, I'm impossible. Yeah, wherever you are right now, give yourself some love. Show yourself some love. Begin to say it. I'm impossible. Yeah, yeah. If, if they want, if impossible was a person, it would be you. If impossible was to have a picture in the dictionary, it would be your picture then. Because listen, you were able to turn some things around when you didn't have support, when you didn't have people in your corner. You are the definition of what impossible is. All the impossible people that's listening, that's watching, give yourself a hand clap. Put it in chat. I'm impossible. That's all right. Let them know when you go to work the next day. I did this because I'm impossible. I made it because I'm impossible. You might not fit the mold of what they were looking for, but you know how to get some things done. You might not know how to put your money. Listen, you might not have been their first choice, but you know how to put your money where your mouth is. You know how to put your hands to something that might not have been very much to start with and make something out of nothing because you know all it takes for the shape of anything to change is to put both your hands on it yeah put both your hands on it yeah it may not have been anything to begin with but when you put your hands on it you made it something special yeah that relationship, that career may not have been very much, but when you showed up, you made the difference, baby. You were the impossible factor that they were looking for. Guys, listen, everybody, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I am a huge fan and I love a good story. I do. I do, guys. I am not kidding you. I love a good story. I really do. I like the plot twist and the turns. And I like how the story can change based on anything that can happen. So as you know, I love a good story, guys. I want to share a couple with you real quick. 
Because uh, there are some things in life, there are some things that we cannot approach casually. That we cannot approach in the way that we did everything else. Sometimes there are just some things we cannot approach casually. There are some things, guys, we cannot approach the same way our parents did or the same way our culture may have taught us. There are some things that you have to run at. Yeah, yeah I know we have this whole thing about I'll get there when I get there, but some things we just can't approach casually. We can approach it the way our parents did or the previous generation did. We can approach it the way our friends did or way our culture or society is telling us. There are some things you have to run at. We cannot run from everything all our lives and expect to see something different. We cannot run from everything all our lives and expect things to change. If we are to be honest with ourselves, the only things that will not change about us are the things that we do not give permission to change about us. So there will be some things that we will have to run at. Run at it even if you're scared. Run at it even if you're unsure, run at it even if you're not certain of the outcome because life does not provide guarantees for everything. Life does not provide certainties for everything. So run at it anyway. Listen, we just got to a point where we make up our minds whether people are talking about you or not, run at it. Whether you're sure of yourself or not, run at it. If nobody else in your family achieved it, run at it. I know they said that you're going to be just like everybody else in your family, and you decide that you want to do something differently. You decide you want to change. In the midst and in the audience, of all the naysayers and negative people, run at it. Guys, I want to share a story with you. I'm going to share a quick story. Now, it's a story I heard uh, when I was a little boy, right? It's a story I heard when I was a little boy, uh, and it's from the Bible. Now, I remember reading a story about this young boy whose name was um, David. His name was David. Now, regardless of what you think about him or the story, or regardless of whether you believe the story or not, I'm going to share this story for the context of the story because it's great for the point that we're making about running at something. So, this is a story about this guy named David, young guy named David. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Young guy. Teenager, probably. So the story goes, he's a teenager. So this young kid, this teenager, David, had brothers who were in an army. Right? They were in the army. David wasn't in the army. So here it is. This young boy, this teenager, he has brothers who are in the army. They were accustomed because they were in the army. This is back in the Bible days where people used swords and shields and bows and arrows and spears. Okay? So kind of let your mind go in that area. They weren't using bazookas right now or tanks. They were bows and arrows and swords and spears. Okay? So so David is uh, this young teenage boy. His brothers are in the army, and because they were in the army, they were accustomed to fighting, as it were in those days, with swords and a bow and arrows and spears and all the things that would normally use that was a custom, right? So they were used to fighting with these things and winning. So they would fight battles, and they would win battles with swords and win battles with swords and spears and bows and arrows. Those were the methods that they used to win their battle. They weren't just weapons that they used. That was their methods of how they fought their battles. The same way today a tank would be used and an airplane would be used. That is a method of how they would fight their battles. So, they would fight these battles using swords and spears and shields and all these things, and they would win. And at one time, they came up against this giant they called Goliath. His name was Goliath. That was his name. So as the story goes, David shows up one day. I'm fast forwarding in this, of course. So as it shows, David shows up one day. Here's Goliath talking. He grabs some rocks. And he runs toward Goliath and takes him down. He runs at him and takes him down. Now, he didn't use a sword, but he did run at him. He had those rocks and he took him down with what he had in his hands. So he didn't use a sword. To take him down, he took him down with what he had in his hands. So he didn't use what everyone else had in their hands. He used what he had in his hands. Now, it's okay, it is good to look at the accomplishments of what others may be doing. It's good to celebrate what someone else has done with the works of their hands. It's good to see the hard work that someone else done and celebrate it and say, man, that was absolutely amazing. It's good to see the other things that other people have built. But what is in your hands? David took down Goliath with what was in his hands. Listen, sometimes the solution to the problem that we're looking for 
is in our two hands. We can't always, listen, I know that we can always look on social media and see what someone else has built. I know that we can turn on the television and look in the movies and see what someone else has accomplished. But what is in your two hands? I know you may be saying, Travis, man, I didn't finish school. I didn't graduate college. I didn't graduate high school. I only went so far. But look around and see what's in your two hands. Look around and see what's in your two hands. You may say, Travis, man, I'm retired. The best years of my life are behind me. I beg to differ. What's in your two hands? The solution to what you're looking for is in your two hands. And even though David's brothers were in the army, his brothers were in the army. He was not. He came to visit. He was not in the army. So even though David's brothers was in the army, he was not. Right? And so even though they were in the army and he was not, and they had been in the army for a while, he did not make himself known and he did not make himself or build himself off of their name. People in the army already knew them. People in the army already knew their first name. He did not try to build himself off of what their name was. He made it off his own name and what was in his two hands. Listen, it's good to recognize and to stand on his shoulders and recognize those who came before us and to acknowledge those who paved the way for us. But if there's going to come a time, you're going to have to run at it, even if no one is applauding you. And even if you have, listen, and even if you have to use different methods and strategies. Listen, I told you, the sword, the spear, the shield, they weren't just weapons. There was methods and strategies. So David came with some rocks. He came with a different method and strategy. So maybe, maybe we're frustrated because we're trying to use the same methods that somebody else did. Listen, you're going to have to run at this thing. And you're going to have to use what's in your two hands. You're going to have to run at it if nobody wants you to. You're going to have to run at it if you're the only one doing it. You're going to have to run at it if you're scared silly. Run at it. You might have to use some different methods and strategies. Listen, who, I'm going to ask a question, and I know there's people that's watching and people that's listening all around the world. Who has made up their mind that they are going to run 
at some stuff. I'm not going to walk casually at life anymore. I cannot afford to approach life with a casual way. I'm going to run at it. If nobody is supporting me, I'm running at it. If you don't even know how to get started, run at it anyhow. I want to know who's listening right now. Put it in chat. Who has made up their minds? Who's listening on your job, driving your car? Who has made up their minds that they're going to run at some stuff? Listen, where are my runners at? Yeah, where are my runners who says, I'm not walking at this anymore? I've missed too much by being too casual. I'm not going to walk. I may have been retired, but that doesn't mean my life is over. Where are my runners at? Are there any runners in the house? Where are my runners who says, I'm going to run at it? I'm going to run at this thing this time. I'm not going to walk at a catcher and just hope it works out for me. Where are the runners at who's made up their mind? I'm going to run at it. I might run at it as a single mother, but I'm running. I might run at it and didn't finish all of school, but I'm running. I might look differently than anyone else, but I'm running. You want to put that in chat. Listen, you know that I'm a firm believer in positive confession. When you wake up in the morning, Throughout your day, you ought to just say, I'm a runner. I'm a runner. They might want to ask you, what you mean that you're a runner? You don't worry about it. Stick around me long enough and you'll find out I'm a runner. You ought to put it in chat. I'm a runner. Yeah, I'm a runner. Yeah, I'm a runner. I'm no longer going to walk casually through life anymore. I'm a runner. I got to run at this thing. I got to run at it. I'm, I may be, might be a single mom, but I'm running at it. You might be retired, but I'm running at it. You may be 80 years old, but I'm going to run at it. Sometimes, guys, sometimes we tend to think that if we don't get something, if things don't happen for us, and if we don't get it, the same way someone else did, we tend to think, think then that something must be wrong with us. Yeah, and we tend to think sometimes if it doesn't happen for us the way it happened for them, then something must be wrong with us. Our minds first say, I am the problem. I'm the reason I can't change. I'm the reason I can't do better. I, we always place that blame on ourselves. Something must be wrong with me. I must be broken somewhere. We do. We begin to think that something must be wrong with us. Sometimes we seem to think that if it doesn't happen the same way for us, the way that it did 
for someone else, then our story must be off somewhere. Somewhere our story isn't right. I did something wrong. I know I messed up somewhere. I'm paying for something I did in the past. We begin to think that our story must be off somewhere. Listen, let me help you out. And I had to learn this myself because I would look at other people and try to do what they did and reproduce what they did, and I never got what they got. I did. I'm being honest with you, man. I would try to do some of the same things that people did that said they were successful, that said things worked out. You do this, spin around three times, turn a cartwheel, read 20 books a day, and you'll be successful. I tried doing all of that, and a lot of times, guys, it didn't work. And it wasn't because I wasn't committed. It wasn't because I wasn't honest and sincere. It didn't work. The reason I learned, the reason it didn't work is because everybody's story will be different. Your story will be different than anyone else's. Yeah, your story will be different because the characters in the story aren't the same. For example, you can't take the story of Jack and the Beanstalk and put it in the middle of the story of the three little pigs and expect to have the similar outcome you would in Jack and the Beanstalk. What makes a story <clears throat> worth telling is a story is built around the characters that's in it. Yeah, what makes a story worth telling is that the story is built around the characters that's in the story. It's built around the characters. In other words, your story is uniquely built around you. And the reason you have made it this far it's because you are the star of the story that you're in. You are the main character. In other words, can't nobody beat you at being you. Someone may share the same name, but they are not you. They may even be from the same family, but they are not you. There will, listen, there will never be another you. I don't care how many people populate this earth after you're gone. There will never be another you. And if you think about all the people that have ever walked this earth, there was never another you. Yeah, there will ever be only one you. There will never be another you. So, so because there's only one you, because there will never be another you, you are unique. Yeah, you are unique. So, because there is only one you, yeah, everyone has to be careful how they handle you. Yeah, they can't handle you 
like an everyday commodity because you're unique. There is no other one like you. There is no other you. You go into any store and they tell you and you see this item and you pick it up and they say, hey, that is a, an original. That is a, that is a one of a kind. There is nothing else like that that was ever made. Don't you know that there was nothing else like you that was ever made? You are unique. I don't care what was made after you. Nothing was ever made like you. And if you ever go to a store and you pick up an item and they tell you that item is unique, there's only one item like that. And they'll tell you, please be careful how you handle that. You can't handle that like you're handling an ordinary commodity because it's unique. So everyone has to be careful how you, how they handle you. Even you have to be careful how you handle yourself because there is no other you because you are one of a kind. You are a designer's original. You are a masterpiece, a work of art. And the only reason you had to deal with as many critics as you have is because only a masterpiece will draw the attention of art critics. You can't be a masterpiece and not draw the attention of art critics. Even if the critic is ourselves, you are a masterpiece. Yeah, I know they said you were strange. They said you was weird. But the truth of the matter is, baby, you are a masterpiece. I know they tried to dumb it down and tried to say nobody likes you. But the problem is not that nobody likes you. It's that they can't appreciate the masterpiece that you are. You are a masterpiece. Guys, listen. Uh, it's uh, uh, August, and it's almost football season is upon us, and I'm so glad, man. My wife and I are glad. We are football fans. We are. I kid you not, guys. We are football fans. Uh, we even have a flag that we put out front of the house and our two favorite teams are on the flag uh, on the top is my favorite team on the bottom is her favorite team so we enjoy football season with this college football nfl we're so hyped we're ready for it we're enjoying the preseason games that's playing so i enjoy <clears throat> watching the game of football i do i really do because it's exciting, uh, it's physical, and it's fun to cheer on our favorite team. I enjoy watching them run with the ball. I enjoy watching the defense trying to stop the other team. I enjoy watching the quarterback throw the ball. I also enjoy watching the receivers catching the ball. And over the years of watching the game, and I've watched a lot of football, guys, and over the years of watching the game, there have been some spectacular and amazing catches 
that make you go like, wow, that's unbelievable. How in the world did they catch that? How did they pull that off? So over the years, there have been some amazing catches, spectacular catches, some unforgettable one-handed catches. Man, uh, I remember there was a game I was watching. It was a college football game, and everybody was excited. If you ever watched a college football game, then you know what I'm talking about. The game is just hype. It's just full of energy. It's just excitement from the moment the game starts to the moment the game ends. I mean, it was a huge rivalry game. The fans in the stadium were cheering at the top of their lungs. The sound was deafening. The Listen. The sound was so deafening, the quarterback could barely hear. The quarterback on one team threw the ball to one of their receivers on his team. So he went back and he throws the ball to one of the receivers, right? And the receiver went up and ended up making a spectacular one-handed catch. Man, it was crazy. I remember watching it. I'm jumping up and down on the couch, screaming like, can you believe it? And it was an amazing catch. I mean, the receiver got up. The crowd went wild. They were screaming. The receiver got up. The receiver was all excited. It was high-fiving everybody, going to the sideline. Everybody was patting them on the back. Everybody was saying, great job. They was patting them all on the helmet. The announcers were going crazy. They said, oh, man, this is a highlight reel. They'll never forget about this. Everybody was excited. But when the receiver made it to the sideline, the head coach didn't share the same enthusiasm that everyone else did. The head coach didn't seem to share the same enthusiasm that everyone else did. I mean, everybody was excited. And he goes to the head coach. But when the receiver made it to the sideline, the head coach could be seen speaking to the receiver. And after the game, during the press conference, when they're talking to the reporters, you know how the reporters asking them questions. After the game, the reporters asked the coach, what was it that he said to receiver during the game? And the coach replied, I told him that was a good catch. He said, but I also told him, next time, try to use both hands. The coach went on to elaborate on his comments. He said, it was a nice catch. He gave him his props. He gave him his credit. He said, it was a nice catch. It was a good catch. And I understand all he could use was one hand at the time. But it was also a lucky catch. And when the game is on the line, it's better to use both hands. Not only was the game on the line, but their hopes of moving further in the playoffs were on the line. Their hopes of a championship were also on the line. 
Man, isn't it it's funny how the crowd and the reporters and the spectators and those on the sideline, all they saw was the ball in one hand. But the coach, but the coach stated he saw their future in that one hand. He saw their playoffs hopes in that one hand. He saw their season and their hard work in that one hand. And the coach finished by saying they had put too much into the season to only rely on one-handed catches. And one hand, listen, and a one-handed catch will help you move the ball and it will help you gain the yards that you need. And it can help you score. Listen, but if you want the odds in your favor, next time, use both hands. When something is on the line, you can't depend on a one-handed catch. Listen, everything can't be a one-handed catch because what you are hoping for can't fit in one hand. Listen, it may begin with one hand, but what you need and what you're hoping for requires both hands to pull it in. What you are hoping for is too important to leave up to chance. What you are hoping for is too valuable to make a wish and hope things work out. I don't know what you're trying to catch. And I don't claim to know and have all of the answers. I don't. I just know I can show you a good place to start is to use both hands. We've been trying to go through life and hope that things will work out. We've been going through life with one-handed catches. And what you're hoping for won't fit in one hand. The change that you want in your life, it won't fit in one hand. The change you want for your family, it won't fit in one hand. We've been going through life and hoping that everything we want can just fit in one hand. But everything that you're looking for, you need to use both hands to bring it in. What you're hoping for is too important to leave it up to chance. I don't know what you are trying to catch, but everything you want and everything you're trying to catch, everything is too important to leave to one-handed catches because everything won't fall in your lap. There will always be lucky breaks that you can count on. We have to, listen, we have got to position ourselves 
for the catch. Yeah, we've got to position ourselves for the catch. Listen, when you know you are preparing to catch something, you position yourself and run at it. Listen, there may be frustration, but you've got to, you might slip every now and then, but you have to, the sun might get in your eyes, but you have to, there might be haters and frustration and negativity and those wishing you would miss it, but you still have to use both hands. Listen, you've got to move forward. You've got to move toward whatever it is you're trying to catch. Listen, you see, everything up to this point has just been practice. Yeah, everything up to this point has just been practice. I know it was hard. I know you thought it was tough. I know you wanted to quit, but it was just practice. Now it's time to reach out for everything that you've been practicing for. Yeah, now's the time to reach out for everything that you've been practicing for. It's too much for one hand. It's too much to leave up to chance. And a one-handed catch is good. But what you want is going to require to use both hands. Your life is too important to leave up to one-handed catches. What you want is going to require the use of both hands. Guys, it's about that time. And as always, it's a real blast. Guys, don't forget to visit our YouTube page. That's Tell Me the Good with the capital T. And as always, guys, you can stream right here each week, every Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Central, 7.30 p.m. Eastern to listen to the show. Or you can listen to it on your favorite streaming app platform like Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and so many more. Guys, I got to get ready to get out of here. But as always, in parting, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. I'm out of here. I got to go. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.